Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. And today I'm joined by Mark Watson, Vice President of Marketing for the Great West Brewing Company, and I should say, one of my favorite clients. Well, welcome, Mark. Nice, nice to have you here. Hello, David. Let me start by asking you a little bit about yourself and your background, because you have a fantastic background in consumer goods uh, that I think um, is interesting and brings great relevance to what you have to say. Great. No problem. Um, I am started my career out in a private industry, private up with a private company in snack foods. I uh, worked kind of through consumer packaged goods training, forecasting, new product development, um, consumer promotions, went into some international side of the business, worked on project of uh, importing and exporting potato chips through India, China, Thailand, etc. Uh, that was a fascinating experience. I bet. Yeah, yeah I had exposure to situations and individuals that I never could have imagined. So uh, invaluable experience for me. I jumped across then into far more traditional packaged goods marketing with a company called Clorox. Uh, very process-driven, uh, which was completely opposite to what I had started with at the uh, in the private snack food company. Uh, PowerPoint presentations, saying things a specific way, presenting things a, a specific way. So that was a really challenging part of my career because it was, it was frustrating. I felt like I had shackles on because I always had to do, you always had to follow the, the exact process as you were presenting through the, the various levels of the hierarchy within the organization. I wonder, is there comfort in that too? Like you have process that's built out for you and like just insert new product here or not for me. I think some people really, you know, potentially if I had just started my career that way, um, but I had already had five years of experience in an entrepreneurial environment. And then when I got into uh, this highly process driven, I, I, I had these shackles on and, and it to me was conflict every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought so much of it was a waste of time because we were never, ju- we were spending more time doing wordsmithing and things were s- semantics and you're like, we just need to sell some product. Like, <laughs> let's get on with it. What do we need to do? Not, oh, he likes to hear it this way or she likes to hear it that way. Oh, like, wow. Just spinning the wheel. So yeah. I, I didn't last too long there. I couldn't stand it. Jumped across. I got recruited into beer, which was uh, perfect for me. Um, <laughs> and, and worked, uh, you know, jumped into Labatt's and the specialty side of things. Um, and that, that experience for me was... Uh, invaluable. I loved, I loved the industry, so I had a passion for the industry. Um, I'd heard through my career that you know sometimes you have to park the passion of the industry, and for me, I didn't want to do that. This is this is this is an industry that I wanted to be in. Um, the ability to, uh, you know, people are socializing, people are having good times. Well, I, I wanted to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked through the various levels of the bat with uh, specialty beer to discount beer to uh, mainstream um, and then back into discount and innovation. So I essentially hit every, every uh, segment within the, uh, within the beer industry in my, my time at Labatt, which was, which was amazing because I've been able to take that experience with me 
um, understanding, you know, how, how beer is made, how, how, how to market it, um, you know, emotional versus functional, rational, understanding cost of goods and, and how products are produced and, you know, the discount experience in there enabled me to really understand if we're about trying to maximize our profit, where do we, where can we pull things out? Colors in packaging, uh, colors on crowns, oh, wow, yeah. ways to produce beers. Like it was, it was a fascinating experience. Um, the innovation side for me, um, uh, that was completely new. So understanding, you know, from a consumer, from a customer and a company perspective, you know, why are we developing? What do we, what do we need to do that needs to fit within our portfolio? And working right, on scra- right from scratch on things, you know, if it's a specific flavor or a specific delivery format. Uh, and then building the business case and, and being uh, the project manager, managing people in brewing, managing, you know, sales and operations is, uh, again, um, I'm, I'm not going to overuse the word fascinating, but uh, it, it gave me a lot more tools to put in, in my tool chest. For sure. For sure. I could uh, continue to uh, evolve my career. And then to Great Western, I assume. No, I had a space in between there. So I, uh, the company, Labatt, that I work for was acquired uh, by another organization. And this is where I think in my career I realized how important that corporate culture was for me. I'd never really thought about it as much as I did at that point in time. And I look back at, uh, you know, when the culture kind of matched what I was looking for, it was really smooth. Like I enjoyed coming to work. I was passionate. I knew the people around me were supporting me and I'd always support them whatever they needed. When this new culture came in, it was a clash. Oh, okay. And it, it's not a matter of whether it was right or wrong. It was wrong for me. And, I've, and, and the takeaway for me was different cultures, and this may seem like common sense, but different cultures... Uh, people can thrive in different cultures. There are some people that absolutely loved it and that invigorated them. For me, it was a complete opposite where I couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand coming to work anymore, the, the, the lack of trust in what was happening in the organization, the, essentially the complete discarding of this corporate culture that was there before was gone within months. Wow. And uh, I had to get out of there. I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. And then as I left that, I moved into something completely different. I worked uh, seven years for a consulting and research firm. I had no experience with marketing research. Um, I was surprised that I was even looking at this opportunity. But it was a, a chance to take you know, a 90-degree turn in my career and go, I need to do something different. I'd like to learn a few different things here. I believe that my personality and my experiences to date could actually um, do really well for my clients and being able to, to understand the other side. Like I've sat in their chair yeah. before, so I can kind of see what they're dealing with, whether it be politically, financially, um, you know. Well, they, even the ends that they're seeking or what they're trying to, what they're trying right. to achieve. Yeah. yeah, and so you, you know, it, for me was I had no experience in marketing research, so I had to learn right right from the you know, very ground. And, it, and it, was, it was challenging because you went into client situations 
And I would be thinking, they're looking at me as being the expert, and I was so far from being an expert. Uh, and, and that made me really uncomfortable, uncomfortable for a, about, I'd say, six months, and constantly going back and trying to get an understanding of, you know, what are they asking for? How do we solve their problems? What tools do we need to consider as we help them solve their business problem? Mm -hmm. So I did that for seven years. I, I enjoyed it. But I, was, I felt like I was uh, restocked to be able to go back out and be a, a general business manager slash marketer, whatever it may be. And I knew that I wanted to get back into beer because I love beer. I, fall, I continued to follow it when I, was, mm -hmm. when I was not in it. I was always interested to understand what was happening. And I felt like with the experience I had as a a senior client service uh, director coupled with my prior marketing experience, I felt like I could make a real impact. Mm -hmm. And so I had certain criteria of what I was looking for. I wanted to be a private business where I had some opportunity for immediate impact and influence. I wanted to, the culture, as I said earlier on, culture was really important for me. So I needed to find the fit. If it wasn't the fit, then I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it. And then, uh, you know, I had to be right fit also for my family. You know, we're making a change from a geography perspective, moving from the east into Toronto and moving west. You know, it's a big decision when you, for sure. when you look at uh, that because it impacts them all, right? They have to move schools. Your, your spouse has to consider, you know, a new job and uh, your family. You know, if you, you know, we moved and we didn't have any family out where we moved to. So there were a lot of big decisions that need to be made. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I'd say coming to... Great Western, getting into beer, the opportunities with the brands and the company, um, a fantastic addition to, I think, my, my career development. So when you arrived at Great Western, what did you, what did you feel were um, some of the biggest challenges that were ahead of you? This was how many years ago? Three? Uh, coming up to three years. Yeah. Uh, biggest challenges for me would be, um, you know, coming in and things weren't organized the way I'm, I wanted to. So it's funny because I look back at where I was telling you about Clorox, about process. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go all the way to that, but I knew there's just some things that require certain processes in place to be able to make things sure. happen. Um, so reviewed what was there, uh, made, some, made some, I thought, uh, you know, solid decisions to continue to move this business forward in the near term. Um, really had to look at what we had from a talent perspective internally as well as from uh, agency partners because uh, I can't do everything myself. Um, I, I need the support of, of really good people around me and was able to, um, from, the, from an intern perspective, bring someone who is pretty senior that could help us get through the, the fiscal calendar and in parallel finding someone who I thought would be um, I, who I wanted to be a high potential um, ability to just be able to grab projects and make them happen because there were so many things that were happening at yeah. that point in time, whether they be behind or they just had to happen. And I had to be able to work on my things and they, I needed them to have some independence and be able to do it. Um, and so I, I think from, from an internal perspective, able to find 
a real strong um, person with lots of potential for the organization. And then from an agency perspective, it was kind of the evolution of, you know, what we, what we were currently working with and what we needed to. And hence, we're David, you and I are talking together. And, <laughs> and uh, we've been working together for coming up to two years now. You know, and uh, I want to touch on this because... Um, I think it's important. And it's one thing that I um, have been fascinated by. I've not met anyone, and it's probably your background in consumer packaged goods and maybe the process that you worked with through Clorox, but who is uh, such a firm believer in a creative brief. Like that is um, um, when we work on our creative briefs with Great Western, it's a full day, the entire team, and I mean more than a day, but I mean mm. it comes down to that day of really uh, delving deeply into that. Um, why is there such value in that for you? And- well, there's a couple reasons. Uh, I had some really strong training at Labatt. Uh, the company invested in this program, created right from scratch, called AdLab. Um, and so from an AdLab Labatt perspective was, you know, uh, you know, building better briefs. So, you know, if you don't have a good brief, it's garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've always been a firm believer of like, we have to get that brief tight with the the insights, understanding your brand. What do you want out of the communication if if that's what your brief is being directed to do? Everyone needs to understand that and, and I think, you know, as we work through together on the, the briefs and the positioning for the brands, my success for me was coming, leaving the room with, you're clear. Like, ask, like if, not, if something's not right here or not clear, let's talk about it. Because if not, you're going to have these questions in your head. Your team's going to go through and they could go in different paths if they're not certain. Uh, and then when you come back with the material, it's very difficult for me and you to objectively, is it actually matching up to the brief or not? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's a critical component. Not only does it, is it enable for clarity and I think better creative, it's also a more, way more efficient process. So if, if you're not clear and I'm not clear, you guys can go on different paths. Well, that's time and money as well. Mm-hmm. And it also is motivation and engagement that you have to consider there. And I, I just, my experience from what I've seen, the brief, if, if it's not solid and foundational, very difficult to expect that the creative that comes out, the media plans that come out, the promotions that are developed, it's pretty difficult to be able to get there. And we often see um, creative briefs developed independently, like um, whether it's just the small client team and agency team that come together, but you're very inclusive in this. And why, 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 why that? I'd probably go back to the training we had. Um, you know, I'd seen, um, you know, early on in my career, and I also saw it when I was in client services, there was always different interpretations of who owned the brief, who puts it together. Uh, the training we had at Labatt was, you know, the old way was the client essentially started the brief. Then the agency had to create a new brief. Mm-hmm. They, and you're like, well, why do you need to create a new brief? I've, I've already asked you, like, are you looking for additional inspiration? If that's the case, then we can bring that to the briefing process. But there's no need to develop a new brief because how can I measure what you've got versus what I've got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I go back to the training and say, uh, you know, strong, there was strong evidence that a collaborative approach was the way to go. So, uh, 
uh, brand and agency work together in early stages and, and, and develop that brief. And it, I've only seen it as a positive uh, outcome. Oh, for sure. You for know, sure. you're going to have various levels of, of creative impact in the marketplace, but to get people aligned and that, again, I think even, you know, more and more as I worked in the client service side, the importance of getting people aligned and being crystal clear on what the expectation is, you shouldn't walk away from that briefing discussion of like, well, I didn't really get that. Well, yeah. Well, maybe you thought that. Well, if that's the case, that whole briefing process was a wank and you're not going to get great work. Mm-hmm. And part of that, uh, not to just belabor this too much, but part of that is, I think, the amount of time dedicated to it. Because if you spend an hour going through it, then you're going to reach a consensus, an hour-long consensus about, yep, yeah, okay, it's good. But right. you're not going to have maybe that opportunity to challenge and rechallenge every word that's in that brief, which is something you always doing. And we do, right? Yeah. You, I think back to the times we, you know, some, some parts of the meeting got difficult and people, some people were frustrated. Well, yeah, you almost want to go, ah, oh, let's just go just away. Just get and- <laughs> going. Can you, guys, can you guys figure that out? It's like, yeah. you, you have to stop and go, I hear what you're saying, but ultimately, we're trying to be as successful as possible with the brief. I, I need everyone to walk away with mm-hmm. understanding, clarity, and alignment. So you may not have 100% alignment, but we've talked about it. You understand my perspective on where we're trying to get to. And that's where it kind of turns over. That's what the client is also. We need to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I am a... Firm believer on the brief, inside and out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shows, and it, it's. I, I, I know. I, I too believe in the brief, and I've never. Um, I, it's just great to have that opportunity to really debate it and chew it and work through it um, right. that solidly. Yeah, and I'd rather walk away from that meeting if we didn't have enough time to say we need to regroup. Yeah, don't just go. It's not. It's not your responsibility, David, to finish the brief. It's not my just my responsibility to finish the brief. Let's let's keep working on it. I don't want you to go and start anything. Don't spend a penny of time on developing anything until you're clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it works. Good. The other question I wanted to ask you was, um, and maybe it's bigger, maybe it's smaller, but you're in two large markets, Saskatchewan and Alberta, and we're at a time now where there's hundreds of ways to reach your consumer you have to reach them in so many different ways and you actually have different consumers you have retailers and and consumers right what is um what is the best what are you finding is the best way to reach your end consumer yeah what i found and again this is um whether it's right or wrong i'm a strong believer of having the right people at the table so having the the smart experienced experts at the table. And, and that was one of the changes I made when I came to Great Western was um, I, I really believe that we needed, and again, if we think about reaching our consumers, is we really need to have experts who understand how to reach those consumers. And, you know, they've, they've got uh, quantifiable data that, 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 you know, you can debate or not, but there's some pretty strong facts that lead you to certain directions. Uh, they have the experience where they're negotiating with multitude of media purchasers and planners. And uh, I really count on, on them. And so we brought, we brought an agency in. And uh, yeah, we'll, they go through and 
you know, if you have the sniff test to it to see if it makes sense. And I reserve judgment. I'm not someone who goes, I expect there's going to be this much on a certain medium. Right. Like I, I, I personally, and, and whether it's, I don't really care. What I care about is where are my consumers? What is, what's success? Uh, what's the b- business decision we need to make? And if it's, if it's in areas that I'm not, either not familiar with or I don't, um, uh, I just have maybe more traditional experience, I need to be open to it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm counting on those people being the experts, not dissimilar to the creative team that comes in and uh, has certain ways that they think that they've read the, the brief and they come up with certain ideas. I'm open to that. Yeah. And that then really uh, places a lot of importance on the vetting process or that introduction, I guess, making sure you're working with someone that you have full trust with or yes. plenty of trust. Really important for me because I, I trust and relationship as you work through with partners is critical. If you don't and you've always got that niggling feeling that oh, I don't trust what they're doing, they're not listening to me, if, if you let that um, continue... That to me is a weak client, mm-hmm. and a weak client being led by partners is not a strong recipe for success. Well, what you end up doing, and I know what I would end up doing, is starting to layer in my own thoughts and beliefs that may have not have the proper background or the proper information. But I think, well, no, that's not. This is the way I would do it. And, Correct. Yeah. And then you're, why have your partners that you're paying a premium dollar for it? Mm-hmm. Like you. I, I just really believe in if you have the right people at the table, right, smart people, you're going to get yourself into a better spot. Mm-hmm. And last question, lessons learned in marketing is the name of the podcast. So uh, can you think of any great lessons you've learned in, in your many years of marketing or things that you kind of carry as, a, uh, I guess, a, a, a solid piece of a banner that you hold up or, or maybe just a small little thing that you go, yeah, that's something that's... Yeah, there's a couple. And I, you know, I've mentioned it here. Having the right smart people at the table, uh, giving people, um, you know, actually giving, giving people you work with the space to do their work. Uh, I, I'm not a big, um, a big believer in, in, a, in a hierarchy. Uh, they're all, we're all working as a team to get there. So titles to me are not really relevant. Like titles are important as you develop your career because then you can be considered for different positions, Mm -hmm. but really internally, like it doesn't matter. Like just, you need to do this. I need to do that. At the end of the day, we've got business objectives we have to hit. Let's do it. And, uh, you got a question, come to me. If I've got a question, the door's always open. Um, the other thing is the importance of, of data, like consumer data. Mm. And, And I, Early in my career, did not have access to it. Early middle, I didn't really understand it enough. Mm-hmm. And as I as I got more into my consulting role, I really wrapped my head around it. And went, oh, I really wish I understood that when I was yeah. actually a marketer. <laughs> I could have made so many better decisions. And right. that's not a. I don't look at that as a crutch. I look at it more so as that would have really helped me make some informed decisions. So. I, you know, advice on that would be keep your mind open to it. Uh, it doesn't have to be the crutch that always, you always make the decision based on it, but it certainly don't ignore it because yeah. it can really help you make some decisions. Keep your, 
keeps your biases intact. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think those ones, I think, David, those would be the ones that first come to mind. Excellent. Well, I thank you very much for, for your time and uh, for our chat today. Great. That was fun. Thank you. And that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Lessons Learned in Marketing on iTunes. Also, follow the show on our blog at thephoenixgroup.ca. If you'd like to connect with me all or Mark, all our links are on the Phoenix Group blog. Music for Lessons Learned in Marketing is written and produced by Six Degrees in Calgary. Talk to you next week.